Good morning. Today's scripture reading is from the First Kings, chapter twelve, verses one through seventeen, and twenty-five through twenty-nine. Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had come to Shechem to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard of it, for he was still in Egypt, where he had fled from King Solomon. Then Jeroboam returned from Egypt, and they sent and called him, and Jeroboam and all the assembly of Israel came and said to Rehoboam, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now, therefore, lighten the hard service of your father and his heavy yoke that he placed on us, and we will serve you. He said to them, Go away for three days, then come again to me. So the people went away. The king Rehoboam took counsel with the older men who had attended his father Solomon while he was still alive, saying, "How do you advise me to answer these people?" They answered him, "If you will be a servant to these people today and serve them and speak good words to them when you answer them, then they will be your servants forever." But he disregarded the advice that the older men gave him, and consulted with the young men who had grown up with him and now attended him. He said to them, "What do you advise that we answer these people who have said to me, 'Lighten the yoke that your father put on us'?" The young men who had grown up with him and said to him, "Thus you should say to these people who spoke to you." Your father made your made our yoke heavy, but you must lighten it for us. Thus, you should say to them, "My little finger is thicker than my father's loins. Now, whereas my father laid down you laid down you a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions." So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day. As the king had said, "Come to me again the third day." The king answered the people harshly. He disregarded the advice that older men had given him, and spoke to them according to the advice of the young men. My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people, because. It was a turn of affairs, brought about by the Lord, that he might fulfill his word, which the Lord had spoken by Ahijah the Shilonite to Jeroboam son of Nebat. When all Israel saw that the king would not listen to them, the people answered the king, "What share do you have in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel." Look now to your own house, O David. So Israel went away to their tents, but Rehoboam reigned over the Israelites who were living in the towns of Judah. Then Jeroboam built Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and, resi and resided there. He went out from there and built Penuel. Then Jeroboam said to himself, "Now the kingdom may well revert." To the house of David, 
If these people continues to go up to offer sacrifices in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, the heart of these people will turn again to their master, King Rehoboam of Judah. They will kill me and return to King Rehoboam of Judah. So the king took a counsel and make two cavals of gold. He said to the people, you have gone to Jerusalem long enough. Here are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. He set one in Bethel, and the other he put in Dan. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Joanne. And let us pray together. Gracious God, open our hearts and our minds this day to your word, a word written and spoken so long ago, but a timeless word. May we hear your call this day upon our lives, and may we go forth from this place to be your faithful servants. For we pray this in the name of Christ, our Savior. Amen. So this week is the high holy holiday of Halloween. If you have children or grandchildren, Halloween is a big deal, right? And it's not just about the candy, at least not in our house. As soon as Gregor, our oldest, was able to walk and talk, he loved to dress up. He loved to put on costumes and to pretend to be someone or something else. And through the years, our toy box, our dressing up box, was filled with all kinds of store-bought and homemade costumes. So Halloween was never much of trouble in our household. We could always just dip into the toy box to find whatever costumes they might want to be over the years. Of course, when Isla was born, we added many more costumes. We added many princess dresses and crowns and tiaras and wands and such like. Last year, Isla decided for Halloween she wanted to be Marie Antoinette. I have no idea quite how she came up with that, but never one to miss a teaching opportunity. I said she could be Marie Antoinette if she told me a little bit about her. And so she had to do some research, and she came back and told me that even though Marie Antoinette was not really a very nice person, she did like the idea of wearing a fancy dress and long gloves. So she did indeed wear, um, she, we did indeed make her a Marie Antoinette costume, which thankfully she wants to use again this year. <laughs> but as I was reading our scriptures this morning, I thought of Marie Antoinette. She was, for those of you who maybe are not up on history, she was the Queen of France during a very violent era during the French Revolution. She was an Austrian, but in order to seal a peace treaty between Austria and France, she married the heir to the French throne. But she never lost her love for the lavish lifestyle, and she pursued personal pleasure above all else. At the time, France was nearly bankrupt. Most of the people were peasants who lived in poverty while there was a very small group of nobility who hoarded the resources of the country. It was the frequent shortages of the basic foods that angered people and on one occasion brought the starving mob to the palace. There they demanded bread 
and Marie Antoinette rather arrogantly responded, let them eat cake. Isla's been perfecting that phrase. <laughs> the story is perhaps legendary, yet it illustrates the complete lack of sensitivity of those who have forgotten or never known the needs and the concerns of the people around them. Eventually, of course, a bloody revolution erupted in France that led to Marie Antoinette's execution on the guillotine. Isla was quick this morning to tell Toby that she was dressing up as Marie Antoinette before she had her head chopped off. <laughs> Discord is always the result when people who are living in community together, when they're leaders, when they fail to understand or care about one another. Rehoboam, Solomon's son, showed that same callous disregard of the people he ruled as Marie Antoinette did. And the result was the tragic division of the Israelite kingdom. In our biblical text today, we skipped over quite a lot of time since our reading last week. Last week, if you remember, we saw David worshiping and dancing when the Ark of the Covenant was brought to Jerusalem. We have fast-forwarded through David's reign as king and through his son Solomon's reign, and we pick up the story with Solomon's son Rehoboam about to ascend to the throne. When we hear the reading, when we hear the story this morning, there's some division among the people. Those in the north feel that they have been harshly treated by the leadership in the south. And Jeroboam, who is the overseer in the north, goes to the king to represent the needs of his people. He comes to Rehoboam and points out the harshness of the conditions that his people have been subjected to. He says to the new king, your father made our yoke heavy, now therefore, Lighten this hard service of your father and his heavy yoke that he placed on us, and we will serve you. Rehoboam comes to tell, come, tells him to come back in three days and seeks counsel from other leaders, asking first those who have been power for a long time, seeking advice from the wise leaders who have served under King Solomon, those who were perhaps privy to Solomon's wisdom and ways of thinking. They tell him that it would be a good idea to lessen the burden that those tribes in the North face. It would be a good political strategy to win their loyalty, to avoid disharmony. Then we're told Rehoboam seeks the counsels of those who are new leaders, those who've grown up with him, been in power only a short time, those who are perhaps less experienced. And no surprise, they say practically the exact opposite. With locker room humor, the leaders tell Rehoboam to tell the people, my little finger is thicker than my father's loins. Now, whereas my father laid on you a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. And we know whose advice he followed. Seeking to establish his power by force and fear, he tells the people their yoke will, be, will become heavier. 
As I thought about this story this week, I was astounded once again by the ways in which biblical stories written so long ago can speak profoundly to our time and our situations. We do not need to look very far in our world for examples of leaders who exercise their power through force and fear. We do not need to look very far in our world to find examples where, rather than lightening the load, the decisions which are made make it heavier for those who are neediest. We do not need to look very far in our world to find leaders who listen to political posturing and ego-driven advice rather than wisdom and guidance from experienced experts. Rehoboam had the opportunity to build up the kingdom, to gain followers by lightening the yoke which had been placed upon the people, to show kindness and compassion. He chose rather to create more hardship, to govern with hatred and not kindness, to build himself up by putting others down. And so it led me this week to think about the ways in which we all use our power, to wonder about whose advice we seek when faced with difficult decisions, to question the ways we build ourselves up at the expense of others. This text challenges us to be mindful of the advice we seek. It's certainly a lot wrong when faced with a decision to ask others for their opinions, but we do have to be careful who we ask. We have to be able to recognize the bias that others may bring to a topic. We have to be sure we don't just ask the people who we know will agree with us and say the things we want to hear. And when we get advice that we don't particularly like the sound of, do we just quickly dismiss it? And did you notice in the story this morning that Rehoboam sought the advice of his elders and his peers, but he didn't seek the advice of God. He didn't ask for God's guidance. He didn't use the three days that he had to come before God in prayer. He didn't ask for God's will to be done in him and through him. He didn't stop to think of the decisions he was making were being made and were in keeping with God's plan for all people. Rehoboam failed to break the yoke. He intentionally set out to make life more difficult. And while perhaps we do not wear crowns or have the same power that he had, I did wonder this week how we are called to use the power that we do have. And how do we try to work to break the yoke of poverty and hunger in our own community in the wake of one more mass shooting this week, how do we work to break the yoke of these needless deaths in our nation? As we see divisiveness grow in our own communities, how do we work to break the yoke of fear and conflict? How do we work to break the yoke of inequality and racism? How do we work to break the yoke of mental illness and addiction? How do we use the power we have, we have. This week, of course, we will see some local elections and we are about to enter into a new presidential election season. And so perhaps it is time to ask the question of how we all use the power we have to determine the outcome of these races, 
to ask how each elected official works to serve others and not just themselves, to determine how policies help to break the yoke, to create a better life, to relieve burdens, to remove obstacles, to build up communities. I wonder if Christ was thinking of Rehoboam's failure to break the yoke of the people when he said, come to me all you who are wearied and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friends, as we are called to live out our faith in our world, we are indeed called to take Christ's yoke upon us. We are called to be gentle and humble in our hearts as we lead, and we are called to lighten the load of those who are burdened by a heavy yoke. I pray that we approach God to lead and guide us so that we might be faithful in using our power to build a better kingdom for all. I pray that we approach God to lead and guide us so that we can help to break the burden, to break the yoke that others struggle under, to break the yoke, to build peace, to build harmony, to build hope in the lives of those around us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.